Hello, I'm Tom Wilkinson, and welcome to the Thinking in English podcast, a podcast aimed at intermediate to advanced level English learners. It has been 10 years since the Great East Japan earthquake struck the Asian country, causing a massive and destructive tsunami. On this episode of Thinking in English, I want to talk more about the events of March the 11th, 2011, and look at the Fukushima nuclear disaster in some more detail. Finally, I will discuss the future of nuclear power as well as its pros and cons. But first, why not follow the Thinking in English Instagram page, Thinking in English podcast, or the link is in the description. And you definitely should look at our blog, thinkinginenglish.blog, for all transcripts and bonus content. Here is today's vocabulary list. As always, the written list is available in the description of the podcast and also on our blog, thinkinginenglish.blog. To trigger. To trigger. This means to cause something to start. For example, some people find that certain foods trigger their headaches. To breach. To breach. To make an opening in a wall or fence, especially in order to attack someone or something behind it. For example, their defenses were easily breached. Reactor. Reactor. A reactor is a large machine in which atoms are either divided or joined together in order to produce power. For instance, how many nuclear reactors does your country have? Epicenter. Epicenter. The epicenter is the point on the Earth's surface directly above an earthquake or atomic explosion. For example, those islands are close to the epicenter of the earthquake. To expose. To expose. To put someone at risk from something harmful or unpleasant. For instance, it is feared that people living near the power station may have been exposed to radiation. To evacuate. To evacuate. To move people from a dangerous place to somewhere safer. For instance, the police evacuated the village shortly before the explosion. Radioactive. Radioactive. If something is radioactive, it has or produces the energy that comes from breaking up atoms. Uh, uranium is probably the most famous radioactive material. Footprint. Footprint. A footprint is a measurement of the size, effect of something. We especially use it talking about carbon footprints, so the amount of carbon a country produces. For instance, we took the decision to invest in new countries and grow our global footprint. 
And finally, to pose. To pose. This means to cause something, especially a problem or difficulty. For example, nuclear weapons pose a threat to everyone. I can still remember 10 years ago, sitting in my science class at secondary school in a small village in the middle of the United Kingdom, watching footage of the Great East Japan earthquake. For a British person who had never been abroad, natural disasters were something I knew pretty much nothing about. Fortunately, the UK is not often affected by earthquakes, tsunamis, volcanoes, typhoons, hurricanes, famines, droughts, or other similar events. But seeing the enormous waves of a tsunami destroying everything in its path is something that I will never forget. Little did I know at that time that Japan would become an incredibly important part of both my personal and professional life. The Great Japan Earthquake struck on a Friday afternoon in March 10 years ago. It was the most powerful earthquake ever recorded in Japan. It was also one of the most devastating. The 9.0 magnitude quake triggered a tsunami which surged through Japan's main island of Honshu, killing more than 18,000 people and demolishing entire towns. In addition to this destruction, the earthquake and following tsunami caused one of the worst nuclear disasters in recent years. The gigantic tsunami waves breached the wall and defences of Fukushima's nuclear power plant, and water flooded into the nuclear reactors. As radiation leaked from the reactor, an exclusion zone was set up by the Japanese government. Around 150,000 people were forced to evacuate from their homes, towns and villages due to a nuclear disaster. Ten years later, many have still not returned. In the rest of this episode, I want to talk more about what happened in the nuclear power plant that day, before discussing the benefits and disadvantages of nuclear energy. Where is the power plant? The Fukushima Daiichi nuclear power plant is about 220 kilometers north of Japan's capital city, Tokyo, in the east of Fukushima prefecture. The epicenter of the Great East Japan earthquake, also known as the 2011 Tohoku earthquake, occurred 100 kilometers north of the power plant, close to the city of Sendai. This earthquake sent massive tsunami waves over 14 meters high towards the plant, leaving residents with only 10 minutes warning before it hit. What happened at the Fukushima power plant? As the earthquake struck, the sensors and system at the power plant automatically shut down the nuclear reactors as a form of defense. Reactor cores remain incredibly hot well after the power is shut off. So emergency generators were turned on to continue powering the cooling systems. However, the tsunami waves 
overwhelmed the power plant's defences, flooded the Fukushima plants, and damaged the emergency generators. Without generators, the cooling system failed, and over the next few days, three of the plant's nuclear reactors overheated and began to melt the cores. This is known as a nuclear meltdown. There were also chemical explosions which damaged the buildings and radioactive material leaked into the Pacific Ocean, surrounding environment, as well as the local atmosphere. This partial meltdown has been described as a level 7 nuclear disaster by the International Atomic Energy Agency, which is the highest possible level. Fukushima is only the second disaster to receive this level. The other is Chernobyl. Although there were no immediate deaths due to this nuclear disaster, at least 16 workers were hurt by explosions, and far more were exposed to radiation as they tried to repair the damage and, and stabilise the reactors. The Japanese government confirmed in 2018 that at least one worker had died from radiation exposure. Many more people, however, certainly died as people were evacuated from hospitals, their homes and villages. There is also a debate surrounding the long-term effects of leaking radiation, but scientists generally agree that the risks remain relatively low. The exception to this is the power plant's surrounding area, which is still very dangerous. Most people have refused to return to areas which officials have said are now safe. Who was responsible for this disaster? Who was at fault? Who deserves to be blamed? There was no real preparation for this kind of event from anybody. The responses from the government and TEPCO, TEPCO is the company that owned the reactor, have been widely criticised. An independent investigation by Japan's parliament found that TEPCO failed to meet safety requirements and did not plan for this kind of nuclear meltdown. In 2012, Japanese Prime Minister Yoshihiko Noda uh, stated that the Japanese government shared blame for the disaster. And a court in 2017 found that the government should pay compensation to all people forced to evacuate from their homes. It is now 10 years since the disaster. But the issues around the nuclear power plant are still ongoing. A number of towns in the Tohoku region are still abandoned and are waiting for officials to clean the area. It will likely take another 30 or 40 years and tens of thousands of workers to remove the remaining nuclear waste and millions of litres of radioactive water still trapped. Recent reports that Japan plans to slowly release radioactive water into the Pacific Ocean have been criticised by environmental groups. Although it has been 10 years, this nuclear disaster is still causing problems for all kinds of people. Should we still use nuclear power? In 2011, about 30% of Japan's electricity was from nuclear reactors. But the disaster caused people to rethink and made the general public distrust nuclear energy. 
Japan is now rethinking its nuclear energy policies and changing their overall energy plans. Should other countries do so as well? Around 32 countries currently operate nuclear reactors to generate electricity, with the USA having 95 and France having 57. However, a number of countries are already trying to reduce their need for nuclear energy. I've already talked about Japan, which has completely changed its policy from increasing nuclear reactors to decreasing nuclear reactors. Germany, Belgium, Taiwan and Switzerland are also aiming to stop using nuclear power within the next decade. On the other hand, China, India, South Korea and the United Arab Emirates are all looking to expand their current nuclear power plants, while Belarus, Egypt, Saudi Arabia and Turkey are planning to build their first ones. So some countries are trying to get rid of nuclear power, while other countries are trying to get more nuclear power. What are the benefits and disadvantages of nuclear power? Well, I'm now going to introduce a number of arguments surrounding nuclear energy. I want you to listen to what I say and decide yourself what you think. I want you to be able to think in English and express your own opinions in English. Let's start with the arguments against nuclear power. The environmental charity Greenpeace believes that nuclear energy has no place in a safe, clean, sustainable future. They argue that nuclear power is expensive and dangerous, while renewable sources are far better for the environment and also the economy. Instead of investing money into long-term nuclear projects, governments should focus on sustainable energy solutions, which will be quicker to build and better in the future. Furthermore, one of the consequences of the Fukushima nuclear reactor is that Japan's carbon emissions have actually dropped below their levels before the accident. Initially, carbon emissions rose as Japan shut down almost all of the country's carbon-free electricity. Japan uses a lot of fossil fuels, and back in 2011, the 30% of electricity that came from nuclear power was most of the country's zero-carbon electricity. However, since then, Japan has invested uh, more money into energy efficiency and also solar power, which has reduced carbon emissions without using nuclear power. According to Gregory Jasko, the former chairman of the US Nuclear Regulatory Commission, it turns out that relying on nuclear energy is actually a bad strategy for combating climate change. One accident completely wiped out Japan's carbon gains. In addition, nuclear reactors produce enormous amounts of radioactive waste, which will remain radioactive for centuries to come. In countries at risk of natural disasters, such as Japan, nuclear power plants will always pose a serious and devastating risk to human life and the environment. If a wind turbine fails, or a solar power fails, the damage would be tiny compared to that of a nuclear meltdown. 
Although the likelihood of a disaster like Fukushima or Chernobyl is incredibly low, the impact of these disasters is devastating. One single disaster could kill thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of people. This impact can last for centuries, even thousands of years. We also need to remember that as more countries get nuclear reactors, there is more danger that nuclear technology could be used by criminals, terrorists, or unstable governments as a form of weaponry. On the other side of the argument, many people still support nuclear power. Nuclear reactors produce carbon-free electricity, and they can do so on a large scale. If countries want to reduce their carbon footprints, nuclear power will help them to do so. Other forms of renewable energy don't normally do not create as much electricity as a single nuclear reactor. Until they can, countries may want to combine nuclear and renewable power together. Instead of just focusing on renewable energy, countries need to invest in all forms of zero emission energy, including carbon capture uh, and increased energy efficiency, as well as nuclear and renewable energy sources. The benefits to the environment may be greater than the risks. Nuclear power plants are powered by uranium, which can create 1 million times the heat of fossil fuels or other burnable substances. Nuclear power plants produce heat without fire and smoke, so there is no air pollution associated with this technology, and they also require less land than renewable sources. So, although uranium can be incredibly dangerous under the right circumstances, generally it is relatively safe. Finally, even in the worst case scenario, nuclear plants only release small amounts of radioactive material. This is because they only use small amounts of radioactive material. The risks of meltdown is generally considered incredibly low. Um, the Fukushima meltdown, for instance, was the result of one of the strongest and most devastating natural disasters in modern history. In many other countries, this kind of event would never happen. Japan is prone to natural disasters, earthquakes, tsunamis, volcanoes, typhoons. But in places like Northern Europe, these kinds of disasters are incredibly rare, if not impossible. So here is today's final thought. It has been 10 years since the Great East Japan earthquake struck killing thousands, destroying towns, and forcing hundreds of thousands of people to leave their homes. The Fukushima nuclear disaster is also still ongoing, and it will take many more years to be fully resolved. In the aftermath of this nuclear disaster, Japan has taken steps to reduce their nuclear power plants. While some other countries are doing similar things, a few countries are actually expanding their nuclear power. Should we still use nuclear energy? What do you think? Thank you for listening to today's episode of Thinking in English. 
Please share with your friends, check out our social media links in the description and send us a message. We really appreciate all of your feedback. And if you have any ideas for topics or future podcast guests or any other learning format, please let us know. And please leave me a rating. We're now on Instagram. I'm sure you've already seen it, but go there, check it out. Lots of good content about vocabulary, pronunciation and grammar. And Instagram is a great way to contact me. Uh, it's Thinking in English Podcast on Instagram or the link is in the description. Also, all of the transcripts of the podcast are now available on the Thinking in English blog. Um, vocabulary list, comprehension questions and all of the articles are there for you to read. Um, that link is also in the description, so please check it out too. Thank you and see you next time.